And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is The Art of Health. So, topic, this is going to be a two-part podcast. Since this is something of a lengthy topic, and before we get to that, I wanted to say, as always, thank you for the people who have left reviews on iTunes. You've helped a lot. And the people that have supported the podcast on Patreon, thank you guys as well. If you want to donate to the production of the podcast or leave a review, either or, please do so. I would be eternally grateful. That said, topic we're going to discuss today. So, two-part topic, intensity in training. So, this is something of a technical topic, but it's worth talking about as it's, misunder- it's a misunderstood word. Yeah, and I think the term intensity, it's one of the most vaguely understood words in all of fitness. So the definition is always going to vary depending upon the speaker. In the world of bodybuilding, you hear intensity used a lot to describe someone in their training. I train intense. My intensity is very high. You hear this term in athletics, describe peak performance. You hear this term in really any physical endeavor that requires focus. It's very intense. So what do we mean by intensity? I want to create some appropriate context and some relevancy for intensity, and then let's apply it to apply it to training. So the textbook definition for intensity, the technical definition, this comes from Olympic lifting, actually. So Olympic lifting at one time was just called weightlifting. And intensity has a very clear, denotative, empirical definition with weightlifting. Intensity means the percentage of weight being lifted relative to the one rep maximum that you are capable of performing. That is the technical definition of intensity. Intensity means the percentage of weight being lifted relative to your one rep absolute max. So relative to Olympic lifting, strength conditioning, powerlifting, that's the appropriate definition, the contextual definition. So when you see things written in programs, popular programs such as 3x5, 5x5, 531, 3x5 at 70%, 3 by 5 at 80%, 3x3 at 90%. That percentage comes from what is your one rep max. Now, I'm making this point, whether you're listening to this as a practitioner or a layperson, I'm making this point because very few people know it. Very few people know it, and this is not just a question of semantics. Yeah, people like to talk about the disregard for semantics, where you don't need to worry, it's all semantics. No. It's not semantics, because if you're both using the same word, and we have completely different different definitions of what we're talking about, there's going to be a lot of confusion. So that is the textbook definition of intensity. Now, moving on from that, the training definition is, as I said earlier, it's a qualitative subjective definition. I train really hard, I push the weight, I take to the limit... I train intense, I'm focused. You can't readily attach numbers to those things. You cannot readily quantify them. You cannot say, oh, I'm training intense today, and I'm training at the intense level of 
19 out of 20. And yes, but yesterday was only a 16 out of 20 because I think it was. I feel that it was. There are certain things that science is never going to be able to measure empirically. Intensity is one of those things. So, going on from there, when we talk about training, what people often get caught up in, and this is where I get, this is where it now applies to everybody. If you're, ta- if you're listening to this and you're just, well, I do something that works out. What does it mean to train with intensity? And one factor, you have the focus factor, which I could do a whole podcast about focus. How do you focus? That's another subject from the time. But how do you train intense? How do you make your training intense? For most people, they fall into the progressive overload trap. Meaning what? Meaning you assume that to make training more intense, you either have to be using more reps or doing more weight or doing more sets, and that's it. So you only know how to make training more intense by making just everything go up. Why well, did five sets? Well, you know, I mean, what happens with that? Well, if you do two sets, then you got to do three. Three, you got to do four. You five, then you do five. You do five, well, I guess I got to do six now. At a certain point, you can't just keep adding volume to training. Training volume will make training more intense. It's because it, you're doing more work. So, yeah, it's going to be more tiring. If that's all you do, that, if, that, if that's all you know how to intensify, you're going to get into that trap of you know overload very fast. You will, you will overload yourself. So what else is there besides weight and reps? And again, this applies to everybody, whether you're a personal trainer or whether you're a regular person listening to this. How do you make your training more intense? Well, foremost, you got the amplification of mental effort. So you got your focus. You can always improve your focus. You can make your training more intense by enjoying the program you're doing. So I have a lot of programs on my website. People really like doing them. When you like to do something to work harder at, it will be more intense for you. You can add reps, obviously. You can add weight. You can also decrease your rest between your sets. You can decrease your rest between your supersets. You can superset and triset the exercises that you do as to increase intensity. You can increase the number of exercises per body part. That's one way where maybe you don't add that much volume, but you go from doing three bicep exercises to four. You know, stupid example. You can increase the volume of your training sessions. You could increase the quality of movement. You could change the tempo of movement movement that you do exercises you know, at, at, at. You can change the tempo that you perform reps at. You could slow it down. You could speed it up. You could slow down the eccentric. You could increase the cardiovascular demand of your workout. You could alter the setup of exercises to make them harder to do. You could you know, take away your uh, you know, mechanical advantage. You could do something like ramping sets. You could so ramping sets are kind of like pyramid sets. You could work up and wait very quickly to max weight. You could do drop sets in your training. You could do rest pause sets to, you know, make things more intense. You could do time sets. Uh, you know, that's, that's escalating density training. You could give yourself five minutes to do as many sets of reps as you can. This exercise. You could do cluster sets where, you know, that uh, powerlifting often uses cluster sets in a way, doing like eight sets of two very close together. You know, lower up sets done close together. You could do back off sets, you know, to burn out a muscle. You could do, you know, like I said, pyramids, you know, where you work, uh, you know, up in uh, reps or down in reps, you know, pyramid reverse pyramid. You could do static holds. You could use isometric holds. So a static hold is where you're just holding the weight in position. An isometric hold is where you're actively squeezing the weight. That's a, and I, I said you, uh, tempo, obviously, I think I already said tempo. 
Mechanical advantage. You can make a movement easier to do, so you can do more of the movement. You can make a movement harder to do. You can do a mechanical advantage drop set, where you change the body position. Let's say you start off doing shoulder presses, and you drop the bench down as your shoulders get tired, and you switch it to chest. That's a way to use mechanical advantage drop set. You can do partial reps. Sometimes partial reps can be useful. You could do super maximal reps. You know, so that's overload reps, where maybe you, you just hold a really heavy weight in a position, and then you lighten the load, and you do reps with it. You could do eccentric-only reps if you wanted to. You could do single-leg work, make things unilateral. You could do alternating you know, uh, contralateral or stack holds, or let's say like on shoulder press. You know, what would that look like? So it would be like a shoulder press or chest press. You hold the weight up while you do the reps on one arm, then you, you know, hold the weight up while you do the reps on the other arm. You know, that can be very useful. You do the same thing with training biceps, triceps, lot movements. You know, I said tricep, uh, tricep supersets, complementary sets. You could pair up two exercises that work the same muscle group. You can add in force stretching with your, you know, after you do your reps, where you really, for, you know, you weight, you do a weighted stretch essentially, or intense stack stretch, and stretch the muscle out. You could use the accommodating resistance, so that's where you could be, you know, adding bands to a movement. You could be adding chains, and, you know, that's a way to you know, really make an exercise harder. You could change the implement, so you could do, you can go from using barbells to dumbbells to cables to kettlebells to body weight. You got a whole different, you get a lot of different ways. You get, uh, you know, club bells. <laughs> you know, there's uh, fat bells. They're, you know, depending on the gym you you're, you train out of, you might have a big variety of pieces of equipment you can do. A dumbbell chest press and a barbell chest press and a Smith machine chest press and a machine chest press. They're all going to be a little bit different. So you could change your intensity of your training that way by doing movements that are harder or easier, you know, or changing how you perform them. So that's a ton of things to use. I, I just laid out a ton of stuff to use. Now, those are all ways you can make your training more intense. Now, all these things said, and hopefully you'll you know, listen to this whole podcast and you'll read both articles that I publish, you know, all those things said, how do you put that all together? How do you put it all together? Well, there's two factors to consider. There's just, there's just two. And this actually will make things very clear for you. When you're talking about intensity and training, there's really two domains. There's two categories. Are you using a technique that makes the reps harder? Or are you changing how you perform the movement? Or, yeah, I'm sorry, oh, yeah, I've said this in order. So two things. There's two questions, two categories. Uh, backtrack from what I just said, guys. I'm sorry. I just, I was, I'm, t- I'm looking at my notes. And I just read them out of order. There's, there's two ways to increase intensity. You got number one, volumizers. So any any technique that increases training volume. So like pyramids, drop sets, ramping sets, supersets, tricets, higher reps, partial reps, back off sets. All those things increase training volume. So you can make training more intense by volume, or you can use intensifiers. So this is any technique that makes the reps themselves harder. That's what I was saying earlier. So tempo changes, stack holds, isometric holds, eccentric training, uh, unilateral work, accommodating resistance, uh, you know, mechanical advanced drop sets. Those are two categories. So the ways you make training more physically intense, you either change the volume of training or change how you perform the training. That's it. That's literally it. And if you go through popular bodybuilding programs, like the ones I have on my website, I can describe those very in detail because I wrote them. How do I set intensity in those? It's pretty simple. For a lot of them, you do moderate, moderately heavy reps in the first week with moderate volume. The second week, you do higher reps, so you increase the training volume. 
third week, you do you know intensity sets, drop sets, stack holds, supersets. That makes training more intense. So you just cycle through. You go you know, volume, more volume, and then intensifiers to make that volume harder. That's it. So that that's it, guys. That, that's literally it. How could you use these techniques in your training? Say you're doing squats. You do four sets of six. Then you do four sets of eight next week. Then you do four sets of ten. Then you do four sets of fifteen. And then you go back to four sets of six, but you do a four-county centric. So that's simple. There's lots of ways to you know increase your training intensity without dramatically changing stuff. You just have to ask yourself those two questions. Am I increasing volume or am I intensifying the work I'm doing? Now, I'm going to think cap this podcast there since beyond this point, I can't, aside from, beyond this point, I would have to answer questions, I think, in context to really make things clear because I could go through and analyze. I mean, I could, I could sit in this chair for two hours and talk about every program in existence and how it works. But, you know, that'd almost be, that'd become very pedantic very quickly. But t- takeaways, takeaways from this. So intensity is not just how much weight you lift. There's literally over 20 ways to increase intensity. These intensifiers fall into two categories. Volume increases and performance. Execution increases. So you can volumize, you can intensify. Those are two categories. And in regards to your own training, you can change the intensity very easily just by altering one or two variables at a time in training. If all of this was fucking confusing to you, and you know what I'm talking about, I'm assuming you're not a personal trainer, so none of these things are relevant, but maybe you decide to stick it out anyway and listen, I would suggest get one of the programs on the website, get one of my programs, do it. You will learn what these things mean very readily. You can ask me questions. And I think in this follow-up part two podcast, I'll talk about focus, since that's really a subject unto itself. So I'll cap it there. Good luck, train hard, and talk to you guys again.